0: You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in.
1: What were well, the, the jerky sticks we had in, in the blind in Kansas were oh, yeah, jalapeno cheese, duck yeah. and geese. Yeah, those were
2: those are good. <laughs> those were good.
0: Is <laughs> there really something good. weird about eating... Uh,
2: Eating the thing you're hunting while you're hunting <laughs> while it? While you're hunting it. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong
1: with that. I think it's like what Man, you're supposed to do, this deer right?
0: jerky tastes pretty good. Oh, hey, look, a deer.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to turn you into you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't think there's any wrong time for duck and goose or deer jerky, period.
2: No. no. Whoa, whoa. I whoa.
0: think... Uh, you're good. I tell a lot of guys, I'm telling you, goose summer sausage is underrated. Yeah.
2: You guys hear that noise?
1: Yeah, we got the. It's
2: all Hayden's, I don't Know what that was? Hayden's adjusting himself over
0: there. We have. Uh, I know we're gonna have to get a new guy. <laughs> we just got him. We can keep him for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but it it uh. Oh, dang it!
2: You lost your train
0: of thought. Yeah. It's all <laughs> the food. <laughs> uh, it's underrated. Oh yeah. Oh. Like when was. you think of summer sausage, you think either venison summer sausage or regular just beef yeah. summer sausage the first thing that comes to mind is not goose it's, and i actually
2: is this your first goose summer sausage
0: no but i you don't get it very often because most people don't make it i don't think
2: which is surprising because when the limits are so high for geese now
0: can you make it with snows I don't do see, people i don't see why not i mean i feel like people it, just, oh yeah snows snows a, turn into ditch birds Dude, you no. add enough
2: pork to anything, it'll taste good. That's true. Dude, uh, I remember
1: Steve Kitchen would bring in, shout out to Steve yeah. Kitchen. He'd bring in uh snow goose jerky sticks and we would just annihilate the bag.
0: Yeah.
2: Well I'm going snow goose hunting this. But spring, this
0: so. this with a good sliced tomato and mayo on some bread.
2: I'd rather just do cracker with cheese.
0: Or tomato and <laughs> bread and mayonnaise for right. a little sandwich.
2: I didn't keep that. I'm gonna go charcuterie on it.
0: A charcuterie board. I made one of those. Really? Actually, I think I think I made one of those for Halloween or whatever party we had when you came over. Yeah, I tried my hand at the You did it yourself? Charcuterie board. Oh. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I thought everything was store bought. Need to make a wild game charcuterie board.
2: There you go. That'd be fun. Did you get all fancy ones?
0: We'll do like a, wi- uh, a Roger's Wild Game charcuterie board.
2: Oh, My wife's got a giant one. I can bring it in. We can do it all here for the we podcast. The, and,
0: you know, and everybody go. bring in their stuff like this. And yeah. Then,
1: How do you find a wild cheese?
0: I don't know. I think if you just made it yourself. Yeah. Um, Get to churning that butter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But it is good. And be like, this isn't hot. This was jalapeno.
2: Yeah. It just tastes like... But Halloween nothing
0: is. just gives it some flavor, mm-hmm. really. It's not uh, like spicy. No. Sticks oh, are good. Barn, I guess. Yep.
1: Did you find another BB? No. It's all good. First two slices, me and Pat tried. <laughs>
0: I I bit into some you BBs. Get?
1: What was your pellet? I think it's a...
0: Uh, oh, you got it right there? Yeah, I saved it. <laughs> Who else? Oh, does? I threw mine away.
1: I
2: feel like people just when they're eating game and they find a pellet, they always just like put it off to the side. Like sometimes when I'm doing stuff, I'm like wiping down the it counter came
0: full circle. I'm like wiping yeah. wiping, and wiping this down. This is counter. what we use to kill kill what we eat. Yeah, what I was trying to say. kill you. It's got to be a BB. Do you probably up BBs,
2: All right. dude? I don't know. I don't hopefully, know what other. People hopefully it's should. not. Hopefully
0: it's not number four lead.
1: You crank on this thing? Or well, what? it's that's
2: been through a grinder. Well, yeah, mixer, I mean it's yeah.
1: It's a it's a black cloud, flight stopper. There's rings on it, but it's like beat this. Yeah, I had a flight stopper pellet.
0: It is. It's just mm. been black cloud, and I use it's a just magnet. Been.
2: I use a magnet on the meat. I think your pre-
0: magnet is out of batteries. Do you have the little well, hand one, or are you in there with the full?
2: <laughs> 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 I don't think that would work. <laughs> that wouldn't work inside the house. I got a little handheld one, but Josh
0: is out in the driveway with his, you know. Yeah Beach wand out there Just yeah, he's got all of his cooking sheets laid what's out in he, the driveway What's he doing hovering over the meat? That wouldn't tell me where it is in the meat, the, though The hand one? Like yeah. The little, yeah Yeah, I cut We sell those at the store A guy came in and Oh, really? And I think that's probably what he got it for
2: Yeah, I usually oh, cut yeah. it up into like little cubes And
0: mm-hmm. do a quickie and then throw it in the grinder I Better start cutting smaller cubes <laughs> Um, Yeah I'm back we're back, February first.
2: Oh, that's today. Yeah.
0: Short month.
2: Chandler, your birthday's coming up, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. I forgot. Looks you like forgot Saturday you, or something?
0: Exactly. Like I forgot. I stopped counting. Well, like when the like days It was like 80. January
1: January thirty first. I was like, oh wait, February's like tomorrow. You know. So, and then I was like, wait. when is
0: your birthday? The fourth. So. Oh. February fourth.
1: Yeah. So is that Saturday or something? I don't even know.
0: Yeah, that's, you get a weekend birthday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Well, happy early birthday. Dang. Thanks. What are you going to be? 31? 31. Really?
1: Yeah. It's a
0: really boring birthday. Yeah. But, I mean,
1: it's still worth celebrating over Mi Hacienda. Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. Ooh. <laughs> Talk dirty to me. Is that where me. we're going? I don't know.
0: That's where I'm going. Oh. You tell Sonia. She'll oh, be, yeah. there. I should be there. Oh, She'll be there. at play We'll slides. reserve you a table Yeah. with Luis. See, and Josh is from... You know,
1: fifty-five minutes from there, and that still is like favorite. Isn't that place. where we saw you?
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're sitting there. I'm like, my wife and I were driving. We What's Josh to Wisconsin. doing here? You guys yeah. Yeah, going she
2: were going w- to Wisconsin. Yeah,
1: we stopped there in Liberty. Got a. How do you start a trip off like that? Like, okay, we're gonna get in the car. We're gonna go fifty-five minutes, and then eat Mexican, and then thirteen and then we'll, hours. And here and then we'll we go. drive thirteen.
2: No, no, hours. <laughs> no, we we stopped in <laughs> Northwest Missouri, oh. my family's place, and stayed the night. Uh, hmm. Shaves about an hour off the trip. Gotcha. So so we were basically where we were gonna yeah you were be before we left for the morning.
0: But you got a. Uh, this is the second time you've brought snacks to this podcast.
2: Yeah, dude, I'm the snack man.
0: I like it during season. Although Chandler tried blaming me. Yeah, for what? these snacks oh. <laughs> for, for <laughs> hiding the meat. The meat, jer- the meat was his gone and stuff.
2: I set it on the table and I come back, and it's gone.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to say who really hit the the jerky.
0: I'll have to go. I blame Chandler. It wasn't me.
2: Question everybody around here. No, it wasn't me. For those of you guys who are uh, listening to the audio version of this, we do put these on the YouTube channel for Roger Sporting Goods, so head over there, check that out. Hmm. Might as well say go ahead and leave us a rating on this podcast if you guys enjoy watching or listening. If you're on Mm -hmm. YouTube, leave a like. Subscribe if you're not. Yep. Subscribe if you're not subscribed on the podcast platforms. And if you're watching you could see that there's a wide array of things on the front of the
1: table. Chandler. Oh, yeah. Chandler, what do we got? Besides snack sticks, duck and goose jerky, what do you call that? What's the size of the casing? Uh dude, giant. It's like your deer jerky.
2: Yeah. With,
0: uh,
1: I really like making
2: them in that big like What's this three one inch tube. This is regular? I don't know. It's been so long Let's since test I made it. those. <laughs> Might be hickory I
1: don't
2: know You can't
0: hear me mm. Yeah. Mm. Hayden's me cutting
1: that out No I don't think I will
0: mm. <laughs> So good That is good
1: We've uh, got a bunch of hats in the front of the table If you're watching It is you're obviously Are these seeing, the new ones? Yeah I mean they they came in, in the past couple of weeks And they're all Richardson hats I think we have I think there's a 112, 112, 112. There's 112. a 115 in there. There's a 115 in here. So if you're familiar with that hat, which a lot of people are, they like a certain number. Like someone might like the 112, someone might like the 115, mm-hmm. someone might like the 511, or we even have a whoops, one sixty eight, I think. There's a flat bill in there somewhere. Oh well, yeah, there's a flat bill 511, and then there's a seven panel. You can
0: see this flat bill here? Oh, the yeah. seven panel, go? right
2: in front of you. Third one in. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Seven hmm. panel. People yeah. do get they like a certain uh, certain hat I'm style am it fits guy. right. I'm yeah. a
2: 112 guy, but this Goosebuster hat, man, I
0: hey, you rock. I love that. it. Oh man,
2: it's my second one so a far. A lady
0: came in the other day, and so the store's changed up. If you haven't been in in a while, uh, so you have to get used to where we put everything. Uh oh, it's all the blinds and layout blinds oh, yeah, and stuff. It's all switched around, and, and the lady opens up the. Layout Blind, we got on display and sees the, <laughs> the Goosebuster, Goosebuster and she was laughing. She's like, that's so cool. Oh, yeah. But that came out, I believe, around the time, I mean, when Ghostbusters was actually a huge hit. Like, it was, you know. Well. Did it come out late 80s or early 90s? When did we? Well, the first Layout, line layout was blind. 1993. No, no, no. But the... Uh, the... The Goosebuster logo. logo. Man, I don't know. It's been around a while. I don't know if it's been around since the eighties, though. Early nineties. Do you think so? How long has Greg been here? I bet Shannon was now. me, I
1: mean, almost as long as you.
0: Oh, uh, so maybe it's been only been that long. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, I, I think tw- I, I 12, 12, 13 years. Yeah. Not, not so 80s. not as long as what I thought.
1: But it's a spinoff of the Ghostbusters. Well, I made for sure.
0: something up, and she. Yeah, She thought I was right.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, good job. <laughs> I mean, you, you assumed
0: it was. Right? You saying anything I assumed confidence. it was because yeah. it was there before I got there. Yeah, I, I, mean, I hit was... my 10-year mark and it was there already. So I, I think... just figured it was something we had.
1: I think it was just like right before you started, I think Goosebuster Blinds hit the market. Because mm. I can't remember.
0: Because I remember Greg I... telling me about like employees just kind of. Like, hey, what should we call this? Everybody mm, yeah, kind of yeah. put in some ideas, and then someone came up with that, and everybody's so like, I was like, "That actually works." The Ghostbusters That's awesome. The night before, probably, yeah, yeah. The the OGs, yeah, Ghostbusters,
1: because they did a remake or something.
0: They've done a few. The last one was actually pretty good. I like. Was it? it? Uh huh. They brought the it. old characters back. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah we have. yeah we were talking about going over food and stuff and in. But we can touch on it a little bit, like you're you're the sausage sticks. Yeah, you were I mean, showing me the video of um, sous vide duck breasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's make,
1: let's do a little segment on some some wild game cooking. I guess yeah, and geese and Josh will be our our expert chef. Yeah. Um,
0: do on you the channel? Do you do the sous vide now? Mostly is that how you cook all your stuff? <laughs> is that a new thing you're that's, trying out? That's or? new.
2: Like I just well. I, we got it as a wedding gift, and I kind of got lost in the back of a closet, and I found it oh, one day, really? and like, oh, I forgot I had this. So I started using it and cooking steaks with it, and I was like, ooh, this is- You know how it
1: works, Pat?
0: Well, sort of. They're vacuum sealed, and then you put it in this- I mean, you're cooking it with water. Yeah, but the, the meat
1: is in the barrier. It's not touching water. Right. Yeah, the meat's inside a plastic bag, and the sous vide is
2: circulating water and keeping it at a consistent Same, temperature. Exact temp.
1: Yeah.
0: And you can set it to certain temps. How do you yep. know what temp to put it at? It
2: comes with a book, or you can just look it up online. Just wing it. I actually one time looked up how long to sous vide a whole turkey, just because really? I was curious. Really? It was and like it's two, in there? It's like two days. Oh, really? Two really? days, huh? Or like, I, it, it was a long time.
0: Yeah. The duck breast video you showed though, yeah. How long? You just did two. Yeah, just two right. breasts,
2: two breasts, and then I.
0: Did and it it's vacuum sealed, like you vacuum seal them in a normal. Yeah, you can yeah, or you can just put them quality Ziploc. You just okay. don't want it to
1: leak. You don't want to leak.
0: And then how long? Did you – What temp and how one, long? One
2: thirty for two hours, and I 130 took it out and for two hours. Finished it off in a pan.
1: So we, I guess we, hmm. on the video podcast, maybe we can drop a picture of a what a sous vide looks like, for example. But yeah, is that what, I'm saying day day, is that or right? A, or if anybody's Thanks curious. for correcting me. Yeah. <laughs> S- S- sous vide, I so think, sous-vide. is the proper way to say it. And I sous vide.
0: Yeah. I saw the other night, well, it's funny because you did that, and just yesterday, Taylor, Drury, hmm. shared a video just like it, and she was doing sous vide uh, elk. Oh, or, nice. whatever. or whatever steaks or whatever
1: but i mean uh, i started using it three or f- four years ago maybe it's been out for a little bit i mean it's been out for i think the technique's been out for a while centuries right i think yeah, it comes I, from I don't know. a certain style of cooking i don't maybe not centuries i don't know exactly how it, it works.
0: probably is an ancient cooking technique though
1: yeah i don't know it just
0: it's keeps french it, or something now keeps it just really just, tender yeah. And look it up while like you're when I do a
2: steak it? or something, it seems like the fat renders down a lot better because like if you cook a steak in a pan,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like it like a New York strip, you know how it's got the edge of fat and gristle mm-hmm. on the edge, it just never renders down. Yeah. When, it seems like whenever I do it in the sous vide, it just kind of really renders down a lot better. Gotcha. You, you got like fat that's actually edible on that steak. Oh, it's, it's completely it's wrong. Tasty. It's not that old.
1: It's nineteen seventy one. Is when that
0: technique
1: uh, I mean that's just me really quickly looking up.
0: But that's probably the new age way of doing it. Yeah. Like, obviously, I know they didn't have, like, what we're talking yeah. about. But I would imagine the circulating hot yeah. water, yeah, for cooking has been around for for a while, a long but time.
1: It's, but it's yeah, keeping the meat out of or whatever you're cooking, keeping mm-hmm. it out of the water. You're not sure, you know, you're not cooking it in the water and man we i would set it to like steaks you know if, if i personally like a medium rare steak you know there's you could even go with like 125 if you're going to put it on the grill for a hot second after that
0: mm-hmm. so you're finishing up finishing it either on a frying pan or on the grill yeah. just to yeah. give it that charred otherwise edge. it looks
1: pretty gross yeah it's got right? an interesting yeah. look in yeah. to it if you if you don't you know kind of you know Charred up on each end, but yeah, you hit. One, okay. I, you know, I'd get mine to 125, and that's and it. When you cut it, if you cut the steak or duck, whatever you're cooking, right after you get it out of the sous vide that you've done for a couple hours, mm-hmm. you cut it. You don't have like a gradient, a gradient colorway mm-hmm. of of you know, I don't know doneness. You know, and the mm-hmm. the yeah. center is you know, you know, cool red or, or warm red, and then the outside's more pink. There's a gradient from cooking it on the grill. So your, your center might be medium rare or rare or the outside is a little bit more on the medium side and you get that gradient from cooking. This is a like completely the medium rare temp from edge to edge, side to side, the whole way around. Gotcha. Yep. So it's it tastes great and then you just you get a real hot it. skillet, real hot grill, whatever. You hit it really quick, char it up, and then you're ready to, ready to cook. And cook uh, Makes cook want to get one. Yeah, they're, do they're great to have. Dude, they're awesome. Especially when like if you get home and you're not planning on eating right away or you're on a weekend. Yeah, this get, is a
0: longer cooking technique. It is
1: longer, but it's not that bad. I mean, it's a set and forget kind of thing. Yeah. And you can't overdo it. Since that sous vide is at 125, that steak will never get to 126. You can't mess so it up. they say. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on how really good your sous vide is. yeah. But, but like no, that, it's not. That sous vide will never go higher than 125, so there's no way that steaks can go over 125. Right. Mm-hmm. So we do. I, chicken was one that I know Houston and the office and I have done in the past where we do big bulk's amount of chicken, and you you do it at, you know, hmm. I might start at 155 and try to f- finish it in a grill or a skillet at 165 or whatever USDA says mm-hmm. or something. So you, you know, and he you, you know even for a good pot. Size and then you do like a decent bag. You still only it might it might be two hours, three hours. You don't want it does you know you do a big group of chicken or steak or wild game like we're talking about. and You don't need to do it for eight hours. Yeah. yeah. So, I tried to do squirrel in the sous vide one time.
0: Hmm.
2: I think I let it cook too long because it came out. And was, it was it was mush. Was it?
0: Yeah. yeah. You do some squirrel recipes though. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out on my YouTube. You've channel. talked about doing. Yeah. Squirrel hunting. Yeah. Obviously, you're into that, but you got some things like that. Frog legs. I like grilled that. frog legs. Grilled? Mm-hmm. I, like I just like though. anything deep fried. I like fried, <laughs> I like fried, bro- fried frog legs. <laughs> like uh. anything deep fried, I'm but, uh,
1: I'm in. Okay, so going back to what you were talking about with the sous vide, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you have your prepping duck breasts with the skin on, the fat, and all that good stuff, mm-hmm. and you're doing, you're, you said you were, I don't know, did we talk about scarring?
2: Yeah, you want to you oh, yeah. score the fat, which means you cut through the skin and fat but not the meat, and you put like crosshatch pattern across yeah, the skin. what's that doing, though? So have you ever cooked a breast skin on without scoring it, and you, have you noticed how it like curls up inside itself a little bit? Gotcha. That scoring keeps it from curling up.
0: Just keeps the
2: because it'll sh- the f- the skin shrinks as it cooks, and so mm-hmm. it's gonna pull those edges in, and you won't get as even of a crispiness on the skin because the middle is gonna raise up off that pan. So by scoring it, you're letting the fat render out, and then it's also keeping the cooking surface really even.
1: That's a good tip because I didn't know that years back. I would cook, I would do like a technique with a hot skillet in the oven with the duck and skin the, mm-hmm. the skin on the breast kind of thing, and it always it would always the skin would just shrink and. And mm-hmm. curl up and become like a little you know it's mm-hmm. still good it just doesn't
2: and it, it it'll actually the skin will crisp up better because it's gonna have that duck mm-hmm. fat bubbling up between those scores yeah yeah. and so well, i mean there's nothing better than
0: and that. you cook it fat down so once, I'm,
2: hard, done, once I'm done once i'm done with yeah. the sous vide i take it out and i let the breasts cool down so i like put them in cold water bath and then i put them skin side down in a cold pan and then turn that on. pan to high.
1: But it's on high, so it's going to be cranking.
2: So you start the pan cold and then the, turn it on when the breasts are in. And then it'll raise the temp. And then the fat will render out and it'll cook.
1: And I don't know if this is right. I've done a technique where you start with this crisping the skin mm-hmm. and then you finish the whole thing in the oven. Yeah, you put the, put the whole skillet, and like you basically get the a really, really hot skillet and you get these duck breasts. They got salt and pepper if you marinate them in something or. Whatever you're doing, then you drop it down and you're you, it's sizzling really, really, really nice and hot and getting that skin nice and crispy. But you're not really getting, you're not really cooking the fat ver- or the the meat very well at that point. You're just getting that skin how you like it. And then x amount of time, you take that. I think you flip it over on the on the meat side for just a moment, char that a little bit, and then you go right into the oven. The oven is going to be set at whatever degree I forgot five hundred something. I don't know if it's that high, but but then that basically cooks the rest of it to your desired internal temp. And you flipped them, though, Yeah, you, wanna, you did the,
0: Yeah, you want to sear that backside, too. And sear yeah. the other side. A couple minutes or something. Yeah, yeah not
1: long at all. Because yeah. it's already cooked. Right. Yeah, the sous vide, yeah, you technically can take out the sous vide and just starting all and on it. And eat it. it. But yeah. it's just not... You want a good charred edge. Well, with oh, the yeah. duck,
2: your skin isn't crispy and your fat isn't rendered down. Yeah. Right. Nothing. kind of weird. A duck breast coming out and you can scrape your knife across and goes... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I did. Uh, oh, and then what was it? I didn't. Go ahead. What, what was what'd it? What did you do? No, I'll, it was uh, oh, he, another duck. To finish, thing, out, but that to story, finish out that story, what what sauce did you, you pair oh, it with?
2: So I went to the barbecue store a while back and found a chipotle raspberry barbecue sauce. And so it was. it's like really thick. And I didn't want a thick sauce on that duck. I wanted something pretty runny, something mm-hmm. to spread over top not be too much because you can go pretty overboard with barbecue sauces. So I put some of that sauce in a pan and put some bourbon in there and let it boil out all the alcohol from the bourbon. And it was just like the right consistency. It just drizzled mm-hmm. over top. There's a whole video on my cooking YouTube channel, Outdoor Limits Grill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shameless there's plug. Your, there's your shameless plug. Shameless plug. But
1: a lot of duck really, and, that, and cooking it that way, a lot of duck really likes that. sweet Sweet sour sweet and heat man sweet sour spicy like really really interesting flavor to put on top of it you know i think there's some yeah there's i forget exactly the the exact name of some of these relishes that are more like the sweet sour spicy kind of Mm -hmm. relishes Mm -hmm. i did a i made like a tomato relish yeah
2: and did that on top of like a a ciabatta bread with duck
0: oh yeah it was really good you cook them other ways, though, too? That's just one recipe you do. Oh, I mean, you do other stuff, too.
2: I think one of the problems with duck hunting is there's not a lot of information out there for how to cook your duck or different varieties of options.
0: You definitely don't see it as much. No. Like, like,
2: like if you go look in a cookbook for Wild Game, there's like like three pages for duck and then like 60 pages for venison. Yeah. But duck and goose is such a versatile meat. It'll take on so many different flavors, and you use Mm -hmm. it so many different ways. I mean...
0: Yeah, Shane and did a duck once after we got done and we cut it into real small strips and whatever marinade she did, like it was a mustard based Mm. style, you know, and cook them real quick, you know, not overcooking them and whatever, but it was delicious for sure.
1: We were big into this chutney sauce years ago. Do you know what that is? I've heard of it, but it's, I just, I just brought it up. So I made sure I was talking about the right thing, but it's like, main ingredients is like a vegetable fruit salt spice and herbs so it's like a fruit and vegetable like
0: what would you call it's that chunked up
1: or something like jelly or something not jelly but like uh, a relish a relish yeah it's a, mm-hmm. a fruit and vegetable relish that's got like spice and you know herbs and stuff like that yeah i i Goes did really good
2: i did one thing with a goose breast in the sous vide a couple of years ago um i put some peaches and butter and a little bit of cinnamon on top of a goose breast and cooked in the sous vide, and it didn't turn out half bad.
0: Yeah, I'm more the on the smoker. Yeah. Venison. The, yeah. A duck like is that's so, kind of my wild game Uh Duck is expertise. such a hard
2: thing to smoke. You got to do it yeah. just right. Otherwise, right. it's going to be overcooked. Yeah.
0: Mm. I do like, uh, like butterfly chops or whatever. Yeah. I right, try to butterfly them because what I'll do is I'll take like uh, some cream cheese and then either olives, green olives, or jalapenos, and then close it Mm -hmm. together, season it up like you would do, you know, like a rub, and then wrap them in bacon and then smoke them for, you know, four hours or whatever, you know. Those turned out pretty good.
1: So to wrap up this segment, Josh, talk about what we were eating today. Like what would you do to get through these these two different types of—
0: well, sausages. Tell me what I'm about to...
2: The base ingredient is waterfowl meat and pork butt. So I mix them 50-50. 50% pork, 50% waterfowl. Gotcha. Mix of duck and goose. By the end product, you really can't tell. Um, so I buy the little kits for making summer sausage and jerky sticks. Follow those instructions. But basically, you just you grind it all. You mix it together and it goes by weight. So you got to weigh everything. And... Then, uh, stuff it into casings and throw it on the smoker. So what kind of what power grinder are you running? I think it's a half horse half. number 8.
0: Really? How I long know, does I that don't... take in a smoker?
2: Uh not as long as you think. A couple hours. No. A couple, Is there four, a way, way to act. test
0: like how long it's supposed to go? A meat thermometer. Like what do you, you that's all you're yeah, going you off of? You just
2: stick a meat thermometer in there. 165 and pull it off.
1: Okay. So and when, you're, when you're grinding that, too, you're 50-50. You're dicing them pretty small. It goes through the grinder really well.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the biggest thing I'd say is if you're going to do it, invest in a grinder, a, a good grinder. Yeah. Because I had, like, one of those little countertop models. Mm-hmm. And for doing – Electric or hand? Ele- electric. Okay. <laughs> electric. I was going to say. And like a clamp-on countertop yeah, hand grinder. Yeah. I'm like, oh, old, wow. So old school going Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're doing – 10, 15, 20 pounds at a time, man, those little grinders take forever. Yeah, and yeah. when I upgraded to a bigger grinder, it was like, done.
0: Right, real quick.
2: Five minutes, we're 20 pounds in.
0: Well, that's good. You, on did you re-grind right? it? Uh, on
2: you? on the sticks, I like to do a fine plate grinding On the summer sausage, um, I think on that one I did fine plate as well, but sometimes I like to mix it. Oh, no, when I do brats, I do a, a large plate. A large plate large, only. Large hole. Yeah, because gotcha. I like doing bigger chunks in the brats. Gotcha.
1: This, you need it to be pretty mixed up. and You whatnot. just reminded me I got brats in the freezer that I need oh, to yeah. take home and eat.
2: I was wondering where, what happened to those. But or maybe next week I can bring my little grill and we can cook oh. them for the podcast. It's That's supposed to warm up, about. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah well, well, I know over the weekend, yeah, like we up have to a, 60. You like the Segway, Pat. we we'll the pre-Super Bowl mm. tailgate with some, real? some duck bratwurst. Duck brats? Duck brats. Gosh dang, sign me up mustard. <laughs>
2: oh, sauerkraut too.
0: Ooh, my gosh. That was like my favorite thing. Everybody was getting hot dogs and nachos at like a football game or something. Mm-hmm. They, didn't have, get the they didn't have duck brats, but yeah. I wanted the sheboygan, sheboygan. with the veggies oh, yeah. on there. At the Royals game? Just a foot long sheboygan. Mustard. Onions. Peppers. Just... Giant.
2: You got any ground deer meat? So we make deer I burgers one night. Awesome. Oh, I wonder Actually, about I that. think
0: I do. Did you have some? Mm-hmm. I don't have anything from this year. We ran through our deer meat this year. All the man, we were cooking it up. We do a lot of just um. You chili? Like we'll marinate them, and then we do do chili. Um, if you're not big into the gamey taste, or if you you know, uh, one thing we do is taco chili, um, which is really, I mean, it's basically chili, but you're doing, obviously, like your uh, taco seasoning and the meat, and you add corn and yep. things like that, but um, <clears throat> we do a lot of fajitas. Of mm-hmm. course, Sonia makes, like, true fajitas, like Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then I just put mine over rice and add soy sauce. So I'm more <laughs> like the Asian. <laughs> like Stir fry. Asian bowl stir fry. So we're eating two different things out of the same deal. Hey. I'm like, hey, you do your thing. I'll do mine. They're, but they're both good. Just real thin, you know, just real hot. Cook them yeah, I, real done, quick I, after marinating them.
1: When I, if I have a surplus of ducks, it's a lot of times it's fajitas. They're just. Yeah. Oh, just I, cut them
0: real thin. And I think
1: I even sous vide too before that. A sous vide and like a and like a Tex Mex. Like if like, I can you know, like find it, is the
0: Midwest mix. Midwest mix. Yeah, but it's really hard to find right now. Really, it's not a high Hy- V and early local. I V usually does. They've been out for really? months. So, no. if anybody has any, they want to send a case <laughs> to Roger Sporting Goods,
2: addressed to Patrick.
0: We'll give you a shout out. Put your name on there. So what do we got on the agenda today, um, boys? I do want to touch on from last week's podcast. We asked uh, if you could change something.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, a regulation. Yeah. Um, or so just a, a few or something.
0: We had great feedback again, as always, and um, but a few that some people put down. Um, this one relates to Missouri, and it's one that I think a lot of people, even I, would go with, but. Um, It's at Dan Stokes underscore realtor and auctioneer. So he's he's got a couple jobs. Wow. So shout out to you, Dan Stokes. He he said push.
1: He's one of those fast-talking auctioneers, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I've always wanted to be able to do that. Anyways. Imagine if he used his auctioneering... Voice though, as a realtor, so he's like trying to show them over here's a bathroom and over here's a toilet, and they come upstairs
2: <laughs> and they come downstairs, or if they're going through the, all the title paper and sign here, initial it's here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right, that
0: anyways. would be funny, <laughs> that would be great. Um, he said, push the Missouri rifle season out of the rut and into December. I couldn't agree more, Dan. I think there's That's a lot a of great people one. that could agree with that. Uh I think you'd be on board for that but um and but then some people would say no because if you break it down to uh right archery rifle hunters mm-hmm. rifle hunters is like it's not even close to how many archery hunters there are so like solely that's all you do is rifle hunt
2: mm-hmm. just the guys who go out for two weeks yeah I mean a year if you put hunt. it to
0: the vote it would probably never pass because it's By far and away, way more. All I do is rifle hunt. Mm -hmm. And they want to have the best opportunity. Yeah. So I get it. Um, Which we're going to get into some numbers here that I found and went all scientific on um, about Missouri harvest numbers. Another one was from uh, at Don D. Brunner, I believe. Uh, he said, limit the number of shells. He had a few more, but that was one that I honed in on, on his comment, but mm-hmm. limit the number of shells. Um, you can bring to, I hut? think he was talking about the pass shooting as well. Right. Like in a waterfall I management I don't area. think the pass shooting thing's ever going to get changed, but I could see a limiting number of shells. Well, they do that in, were, in Arkansas. There's a little
1: bit of different, different between pass shooting and sky busting though. But anyways. Oh yeah.
0: Sky busting, I think is what he's talking about, but yeah. And I – yeah, that that's just a tough one to – how do you
2: – Yeah, if you only have 20 shells, pr- prove you're to be it. a little how bit more th- careful about the shots you take. So I
0: understand the limiting, the number yep. of shells. Um, so that's what he put out. And then the last one was from uh, at Samuel Benzing. He's from uh, – I believe he's from Iowa. And he said he'd like to uh, change the daily bag limit of Canada's to five-plus – Up from two, which is where they're at now. Mm -hmm. And he'd like to also allow party limits for waterfowl and upland. Interesting. Um, And, you know, I I don't know about the limit thing. Um, I guess I'd have to speak to a biologist on the numbers and why different states. And, you know, because Missouri, we're at what? Three. Three. Kansas at six. But Kansas, you're at six. So Oklahoma's eight. Yeah. You know, so that part, the daily limits, it's just so weird based off the state you're in. Like, could we have a standard? Well, I don't know why they're so different.
2: I think federal, for each flyway, says, okay, all these states, here's the max that you can set. Pick your max. Mm -hmm. And Missouri's
1: uh, kicked over into the Mississippi side, huh? Yeah. And Missouri
2: was two for a while. I believe that's how it works. I'm not,
0: don't don't quote me on it. Sure. Check your local. Game <laughs> Check yeah, your game yeah. and, uh, but but what do you think about the party limits? Because I
2: there is, is a it? lot of duck hunters that go by party limits. What do you mean? Period. Like if you got four guys, that's it. Everybody keeps shooting until you have four man Oh, you're not talking like about, I shot my so
1: five what, mallards. So they're talking about? Getting rid of of shooting like a party limit, as in shooting the birds for the group, not yes. shooting well, the birds for the person. They, or are you talking about not like limiting,
0: incriminating anybody? But yeah. if you go out, okay. I believe the way the law for states some reason in I thought you were talking
1: about limiting the amount of people <coughs> no, no, hunting. No, no. Like if instead of having twenty people in a pit blind, no, because or no, six. No, no, oh, but, okay. I
0: think he's talking about what we're you're going, saying what because saying? technically, yeah. If us three go out. We're hunting ducks, yep, and we all shoot until we get a three-person limit, so eighteen. Yeah, but you have to technically. If you got checked, you'd have to be. Well, I shot that one. No one else. Mm-hmm. He shot that one. It's hard to say you no one shot else shot too one. because I mean we were we oh were just
1: gosh. in Arkansas down there doing this and we 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 claimed our birds that we felt I mean typically highly confident in shooting, yes. but there was times where I was sitting next to Gregory which is not here with us today but you know w- you know six birds would come in and you know all six would drop and I know maybe me and him were we took a part on the very first one but then I know I got that second one you know and Houston was there too and which one you know which one did he feel confident we'd go and collect and talk about which ones we shot but now I know I, th- I know some of these birds have been you know especially when you have bigger parties
0: yeah is part of that in there though because you bring someone out who might have a tag, or you say, "Hey, uh, he doesn't really like to hunt, but you know he does the apprenticeship or something like that." It's an extra person now, and now you got six extra ducks you can yeah. shoot.
2: Uh, I don't, I don't know how frequently that would happen.
0: No, and I'm, that's probably rare. But I, but case what are the is, reasonings of why they don't allow well party it, limits? Yeah,
1: it.
2: I don't know. I don't know why it is the way it is, but I like
0: shooting because theoretically, the us three could go out. We're all valid legal hunters, mm-hmm. but you know what? Me and Chandler are going to take the day off, even though we got our shotguns, and you're going to shoot all 18. <laughs> There's
2: just going to be green shells on the ground.
0: But you know what I mean. So
1: that's illegal, right?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can yes. only shoot my so limit yeah. of birds. He can only shoot six, yeah. but. There again, if you're all shooting.
2: And the same number of ducks is harvested within each individual person's limits. Yeah.
0: Can he 100% say, you know, whatever group's out there, 100%, I only killed six. Hmm? Could have been five, could have been seven. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. That was a good one, uh, Samuel. I like it. Um, and there were some other ones. But keep giving us feedback on that stuff, and
1: I got some. I don't know. Did you check the the TikTok side of things? I
0: didn't do the TikTok side. A lot I of just people checked the I didn't, Instagram. Oh, I
1: didn't, a lot of people talked about out of state draw, which I don't know. If, I don't know about that one for me, but I, you can definitely make an argument for. I think they're more geared towards the deer hunting side of things. And for I don't know, for like, non-resident, non-resident
0: permits? deer permits, as depending draw, on what state you're in. No, so how do you like it for how do you like it for Iowa? Uh, it stinks because I'm from Iowa, mm-hmm. but I can never go hunt there, and all my family lives there. I mean, I can, but I got to put in every year. Basically, it takes you on average about four years of paying in every year. Mm-hmm. That's money you don't get back. Is it the price of the tag, or, or is it bucks, an application fee? Like your application fee, okay? Um, and then you get preference points or however you yeah. know, and. Yeah, I should be doing it. I probably would have been able to hunt two or three times by now, um, but I don't do it because I'm like, I don't, you don't need. Here's to. I don't. Yeah, one, I don't need to. Yeah. Um, but my uncle always says you're more than welcome, and he, you know, if I put in, he's got a great spot. Um, but then on the flip side, right? I don't like that because it's hard yeah. to get a tag there. But on the flip side, being from Missouri. I also don't like our system because we have some of the cheapest non-resident tags. I think from Missouri now, it used to be 225, it's 265 now, or 275. For over-the-counter, anybody come in, Mm -hmm. get a tag, go deer hunting. Um, Do you have numbers
1: on that, by
2: chance? I do
0: have numbers that we're going to go over, but I want to correlate it to one of the topics we're going to get into. Yeah, before
1: we jump into that. We'll kind of, I don't know if you, but yes, so that will kind of correlate on to pricing, that, but, um, anyways, but of yeah, other I would were. like
0: to have a draw, n- not a draw, but I would like to raise our prices because I think we're leaving money on the table mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't think it's going to limit. Actually, I know it doesn't. It when we went from 225 to 265 or whatever it is, the numbers didn't go down for out of state. Which tells me we're not at that breaking point yet. Yeah. So why leave an extra five, ten, fifteen dollars on the table Mm -hmm. if the same amount of people is a lot of money? Yep. So, anyways,
1: one more which is interesting. Um, It's uh, a rule kind of taken from Wisconsin, it looks like, but you can't shoot a buck until you tag a doe. What do you think about that?
0: Mm. Is that a thing? There is some of that. There is some of that in Missouri. There is in Missouri too on certain. At least in Missouri, it's on like a, like they do the women's hodge park yeah. hunt. Mm-hmm. You have to shoot a doe first. Yep. Those before you, yeah. it's a managed women only because they're you know which I I'm fine with. They're trying to get more women into the outdoors. Yep. You have to have your for that one an archery certification bow like the head. actual bow hunter's education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they have to sh- tag a doe before they can harvest a buck. And there are some other parks that do that too. Now, statewide, I think that would be tough. A tough one to – I i don't know if I'm into that. Yeah. There'd be um, a lot more does getting shot. For sure. Oh, well, way more. But a lot of guys go out. They buy one any deer tag for rifle, mm-hmm. and they're out there to shoot one buck, and that's it. If they don't get a deer, they don't get a deer. Yeah. To them, it's one and one only. And so, to you're almost forcing them to take another deer. Yeah. So,
1: yep. Other uh, other people commenting about out of state tag prices get you. uh, (laughs) I just chuckled at this one. Mergansers separate limit.
2: Well, okay. Here's the deal, Kansas. This year, they incorporated the mergansers into the duck limit. Originally, over the past a lot of years, the merganser limit was separate. From really? the duck limit, yeah. So I could shoot six ducks and two hooded mergansers, or six nice. ducks and five common mergansers, or something like that. Not like she's five common mergansers, yeah. Something something like that. I don't don't no. Check, know. check with your little game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was something like that. So I mean, you could get some bonuses, but I mean, if you want to shoot mergansers, but
1: I mean, yeah, I mean,
0: props to that. I don't know. It's kind of funny. How about mega season for comrants? <laughs> there you go.
2: Have at it. Hmm. I'll, uh, I'll. I'll. Be you don't leave that on, to I'm, me. I'm,
0: Wouldn't okay. that be one heck of a game
1: strap? Like fifteen coot limit, your comrade limit, and hooded mergansers with a couple commons to throw on top.
0: Walking out with your. Bad <laughs> That'd be one. That would be one epic picture? Those might become ditch birds. <laughs> we we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know if
2: you, you got a good comrade, comrade, comrade recipe. You. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You soak it long enough. Hey. Putting up pork, pork on anything—it <laughs> yeah, tastes good. Say,
3: add pork. <laughs> Do you then, got a good one. Hayden? Yeah, there's one that I found. Kind of wanted to get y'all's input on it. It's uh, that a couple uh, it says a couple different hunting spots in Texas used to have assigned hunting days throughout the week, kind of similar to the the blue laws. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so it's like each. I'm assuming the way that it would work is that each public land, each piece of public land, would have a certain set of days to shoot. And he said that increased. Um, the population of the birds that were coming in because they weren't getting educated as often Because yeah.
0: certain areas you could only hunt on certain yeah. days yeah. yeah yeah i've heard of that yeah i mean that you kind of cross into that whole it, what i was trying to be a proponent yeah, of and, and that's allowing you to hunt on any given day another especially problem. if you own the land
2: yeah another problem with it is is you're taking let's say a hundred acres and then 25 is closed on Monday or
0: Saturday. What if half of it's in a different county? Well, no,
2: no. You're taking 100% of the hunters and putting them in In a a smaller area Mm -hmm. versus having everything open everybody's more spread out.
0: Right. Yeah, I can see some safety becoming an issue. I'm just more a
1: headache for the hunters. Like just, I don't know, showing up to the boat ramp with – 50 people. Well, this you know, so you the know how only, much
2: of a the, panic that gives me when I see like one truck in the parking today? lot? <laughs> driving yeah. down the road.
1: You got to get over one truck. I mean, when you well, see like 10, it's like, oh gosh.
2: Well, then then you're walking in and you see a truck and another well, truck, Like some of those opening, there. Yeah. opening
0: yeah. day of Arkansas or whatever, some of them videos. Oh my gosh. It looks like speedboat <laughs> yeah. racing. And they're all like over it. bumper bumper boats. Yeah.
1: Uh, last one before we jump off to your next no, topic. All right. But uh, eliminating fall turkey.
0: I've I've never met anybody who hunts fall turkeys. I have. You know what? Every now and again, I'll meet a guy that's hunting fall turkey. Mm-hmm. Never hear of anybody taking one though. I, but I, they are taken. I don't know what the number was, but obviously they are taken. They are being taken. But kind of like me the, taking the, this the, duck stick.
1: Yeah. Well, I think they're talking about like you know, if our turkey numbers are declining, why have it open in the fall? They're like, okay, I would, I would definitely get rid of the fall and get another bird in the spring.
0: Yeah, but I don't know they're if more that, fun I don't know if that
1: spring. math would work because I don't know if the fall harvest is that high. I
0: think yeah. it's over ten thousand.
1: Yeah, and then fall harvest is I'm not talking fall firearm. I'm also talking. Let's throw in, you know, archery. The archery too. You get two turkey tags with your archery tag.
0: Plus, you, know. you could take one. Yeah, so theoretically you could take three. Yeah, turkeys in the fall. In the fall. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, that's gotta.
1: Yeah. I don't know what it is in Kansas. To t- do you know. No, not turkey tags with your boat tags or nothing. Anything weird like I, that?
3: I doubt that.
1: Let's see if I, um, I bet they're
3: all separate, but. I mean, you definitely need the numbers on it, but if they're not being hunted hunted as often in the fall, then why is it a problem? I guess.
1: Well, you know.
3: If the num- i mean, if the numbers are high, then obviously
1: we're, the numbers are not. They're on a decline, and um, I think it's pretty much countrywide. They're on a decline. I think everybody's talking yeah. about they're not as good as they were. Was it ten years ago? <laughs>
2: the 90s. The decline
1: well, in the population. Or the decline t- in decline population. Of that are hunting. Okay. No decline in population, and in, in the 90s I think was the heyday, and it's going down. And we're, some states are losing. Like, so it's
0: really a, actually a pretty small number for fall. Yeah, 2022 statewide fall turkey harvest summary. So this is just Missouri.
1: Fall firearm or both? Uh,
0: This is just fall firearm. Yeah. Uh, 4,289. That's not a lot. Um, So it's not that much of an argument, but people want their two birds back in the spring.
1: Which I think we still have two birds in the spring, right, Pat?
0: Um, Two birds in the spring. But Kansas is different. That's one that a lot of people want to change, too, is get rid of the 1 o'clock deadline.
2: Yeah, I, I mm. can see that. Now they say Kansas,
0: that you guys, MDC I mean. would tell you, part of putting the one o'clock deadline is because it gives hens a chance to
1: to to nest or roost nest, or whatever, roost, incubate, yeah, incubate all that exactly.
0: Stuff. Um, I would tell you so. You you charge me whatever price it is. I can't remember for spring turkey tags, mm-hmm. and I get two.
1: Okay. And you can't shoot one until the second week anyways.
0: And not only can you n- not take two the first week, if you get to the second week and you still have two tags, you can't even take them on the same day. did change You recently? can never take two on the same day. So if, so if the Was second week came and I shot one on the first day of second week, yep. I couldn't shoot another one until the following day. Until tomorrow.
1: My but, thing oh, is, why?
0: so I paid for the tags. Um and i only have so many days to hunt as it is let me just like if you can go to nebraska they actually a guy that hunts there now they just changed he used to be three birds and you mm-hmm. could kill them all on the same day and there's a customer that loves going to nebraska i was just talking to him and he'd go up there he'd shoot three gobblers in one day um and now it's one a day or one period one period that's your limit Wow. For Nebraska, which probably correlates to the numbers of turkey are dropping. I mean, we just hit a record this last spring for the lowest total harvest mm-hmm. in Missouri. I think we're like, I think it's around four consecutive years now, at least.
1: So we're at the lowest of between what years? Like, I mean, obviously, I, I think mean, at least the past. late 90s is f- the heydays. Is that right? Or the 90s yeah. were the heydays? Yeah. I mean, I don't know the numbers in. You know pre-conservation like i mean the 1900 yeah we not might not have had any because turkeys. that we didn't yeah. have nothing right pretty much same the with, same with deer though them. too yeah. but i don't know where you know where we're at compared to some of the numbers over the past yeah the, over the
0: 1900s right exactly uh yeah there's a lot of stuff we could change there's a lot of i talked about the harness but but we need to yeah. save some of these and We do need to dive in with MDC about them too. Yeah. I'd like to get into the Turkey thing. Yeah. And people get heated and and people have different opinions. Get your boy on here. Yeah. I actually had messaged him to give me a shout because I was trying to find what happened, which we'll get into, um, right now, right now. But one of the things we, we also wanted to bring up and we've talked about a lot of gadgets and things we use to hunt and Mm -hmm. that is technology and hunting, um, and that can mean a lot of things, from range finders to new firearms. I mean, even the ammo's changing. Like just technology in general, safety equipment. Aren't I mean, there
2: archery sites that are electronic like now?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's one I wrote down that that I want to get into. Um, we're even talking about backpacking. Like when you guys went out to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Like imagine backpacking 30 years ago to go on an elk hunt, and how heavy and the gear you would oh, have I to don't. take than the technology now with like some of the stuff you see in, in uh, whatever brand, uh, throw out Sitka, I don't know, whatever, yeah. you know, and how light it is, but versatile at the same time. So, I mean, the technology is always changing. Um, here again, you get a division, you get proponents mm-hmm. on one side that say technology's there. It helps with uh, more ethical hunting, Um, But better success rate, uh, and then you have the other side that say, you know, um, and I get it, hunting is super primal, right? Going back thousands of years, hunting is very primal, and so um, a lot of people want to abstain from getting to the technology. And they would, you know, although, you know, the equipment you use, like whether it's a bow or firearm or whatever, like that's just the tool they want to use and not get into all the other Stuff And I see both sides, you know, for me particularly. Um, I tried something different this year. Um When you talk about technology, a lot of people bring up trail cameras mm-hmm. and how much they've changed. From the old school, I remember, like, the first one I got uh, it was, like, that big. The thing was a giant book. What was it, a Moultrie? And it was, it like, a Moultrie like, L30 or something. And it took, like, only Ds or Cs. Only Ds. Like, Did you have... Nothing film with in it? double A's. Oh no! But my uncle, <laughs> I asked him. He, my uncle, still has rolls of film that never got developed from his trail cameras. from his trail cameras. Nice. So I wasn't that year.
1: I don't remember. Wow. Person. I don't remember personally having films. I, like, I want to see
0: those films. But you I know that I know that was a thing. Like thirty-five millimeter. Yeah. Film. Just like you. This and- is
2: the first I've ever heard of yeah. film and trail cameras. Yeah.
0: You got to go into Walmart or wherever you were going, Walgreens, and get so your cool film like, developed. Try that again.
1: Just see what. <laughs> I want to
0: go get his C. developed. Yeah, he too. still got him downstairs, and his hunting. I don't know if there are D cave. or C batteries, you know, and, but the but D no, and D. C batteries yeah, too was alone was just like, and they last you like a week. Oh my gosh, you carry a ten pound camera out there. <laughs> um, now everything's you know. Yeah. I, I think the first I think the
1: first camera that we were like selling like hotcakes when I started at Rogers was
0: like a Moultrie L thirty or something. Yeah, this was a Moultrie too. Yeah. Big old black giant, thing, black uh, camera, black huge. Plain. Yeah, it you was know, had a, if if had, not bigger than a, a had sheet French of paper. eleven to yeah. get to it. You know, it's like <laughs> giant French doors, they did, had, but. White flash that
1: would scare the deer away.
0: Everything was white flash. Yeah, and uh, then we had infrared technology. Then you go to like. infrared, and now you've got Black obviously out. cell cams. And then so cell cams, yeah. I am I can see both sides, so let's touch on trail cameras. We've got a lot of stuff to go through here, so we'll just kind of hit them all here. But trail cameras, I like them, uh, and I hate them there because we, I think they've also limited um, my hunting knowledge to an extent like I don't I'm getting too new school and relying solely on what I'm getting pictures of Mm -hmm. and I'm not utilizing old school tactics that are tried and true
1: sitting on the edge of the field and watching the deer move
0: yeah either self-scouting and watching it uh looking for rubs and scrapes and pinch points and looking at topography maps and and sign and just walking the property instead you know i started with one and and then i got up to like eight cameras you know and it's the fun part was and that's uh, for me was pulling the cards though so i really got it was so exciting oh yeah like it became as much fun as going out there and hunting itself is just seeing the pictures and not just deer pictures so many crazy pictures and owls and coyotes turkeys and, and a bobcat, and bobcat carrying a squirrel in its mouth yeah. and eagles and all sorts of stuff but i lost my way i guess and so this last year i didn't do any cameras and i went back to old school and, and then you, and it was nice too because yeah. you you don't know what's out there and so everything you know that was exciting too i'm like i don't know what's out here you know, and so there was some excitement in that too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know where you guys stand. I'm okay with trail cameras. Um, there is laws that you can't use them in some places, but you know, I, I'm for it. Um, I just think we get caught up too much in it.
1: We're gonna do some videos on this this spring because we sell Moultrie cameras. But have you seen the new AI stuff on Moultrie's cell cam stuff? I haven't seen that, it's crazy. Like, and we'll, we'll we'll have some more videos in the future. Okay. Uh, but I'll, I can tell I can it's I think it's live now. Yeah. And if not, we'll have this will be completely yeah, we'll edited a, out. We'll do a thing. On but it. uh, it's got AI technology in the cell camera app that automatically detects what the picture was taken of, or what what the picture took uh, was taken of. So you could be a truck, you could be a person, it could be deer, turkey, bobcat, whatever. It it knows what that is, and you can filter. Wow. You yes. can sit there on your app and be like, I'm to look at just bucks. Click, and then it shows you only bucks. And it's right. really good, too. And then it'll say, I only want to look at turkeys, or I only want to look at people because it's a security camera. I only want to look at trucks. So, and, it, and it's a super fast click of a button, and it's got it all laid out for you. And it's crazy. How, I mean, it's so smart. It knows what's in those pictures. And it knows, you know. I don't know if it knows who the people are yet, but it will be there one day. It'll know Bob was on your trail camera or Bill <laughs> or, or know, Josh. Yeah. You know.
0: Hey. <laughs> but it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But,
1: um, so, trail <clears throat> cameras.
0: That's one, obviously. That you remember people checking bring trail up. cameras?
1: Like, if you put a trail camera on a mineral. Well, now lick, you don't have to check them. Well, if you That's had like, back to. When I was really big into it, it was like you put it in a Moultrie M30 or something. I think that was what it was. Yeah. In front of a. Mineral site or something before season, and if it was a good place, you could get 10,000 pictures in a week, and then you had to go through and click the button on 10,000
0: pictures. Yeah, I'll tell you what I did once is <laughs> or the I grass out a bunch of what um uh, big and J at the time, big and Jay, one of yeah. those like stacked feed style, you know, mm-hmm. just to see what I had in the area. And this was in a timber spot, I put out a lot hundreds of pounds bag after bag you know big old spot because i was like oh i'm gonna have the deer feeding here for weeks got a ca- my camera set up mine was a moultrie m550. Hmm. remember this i come back and there's not a kernel of corn left on the ground and the ground's rutted up and bare and i'm like you oh the my best gosh pictures and wrecking. i looked i looked i looked and i'm like thousands of pictures i'm so pumped i go home right not hairs. one deer at one point I had over thirty raccoons <laughs> in the picture. And some of them didn't move for a week until it was gone. Holy. They were cow. just getting fat and sassy. Big old plump coons just. Yeah. That so mean, anyways, money well spent. That was a waste. <laughs> yeah. And no wonder the deer didn't come. There was no spot for them. Jeez. So uh so that's one trail cameras. Um another one, so this is kind of new and we have uh A customer of ours that's gotten into this business and uh, is drones, and so that's um, what he does though, which I do like. um, He's starting a business, so he's using it for deer recovery. Mm -hmm. I've heard of this. Um, Oh yeah! And once he started telling me, I saw uh, this. He's ex law enforcement, got into drones, and he's doing deer recovery now. Great idea. Um, so I'm like, you know, you talk about dogs, right? We've been doing recovery with that. Um, the tough part about dogs too, though, if it's wet, it's rainy, they're not a hundred percent. They're not a hundred percent. And not that drones are either. But the one thing he told me, which makes sense is it doesn't matter if rain washes the scent away. Cause on my drone, I still have, um, heat. Yeah. They have heat signatures. Signatures so
2: like a thermal camera
0: even if that deer has been you know deceased for hours and hours and hours it's still going to set off a heat signature
2: it's so, going to be colder than the ground it's going to be warmer co- it's going to be warmer than the, than
0: the ground so he's still going to be able to see it and I'm like nice and that I think is cool because that's going to help with the recovery and the mm-hmm. right cuz there's nothing worse than wounding a deer or not being able to find it it can be an incredibly
2: you know, useful tool exactly. for those who need it.
0: Now, the flip side of that people could take advantage of it. Is you can take advantage of using a drone. Um and in a lot of states this is illegal, but you know, you can't just be up there during season flying it around checking out where deer are, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. So uh, but that's a new technology that's kind of exciting, especially on the recovery side. Definitely. Um so that's new. Something else that's become really new, not not super new, but these ballistic apps now. That you can excuse me. Summer sausage. <laughs> um is the these ballistic apps that that help you shoot a thousand yards. I mean like they you give you the, in the, the Coriolis or? spin and the wind and it's all automatic and You know, it's a ballistic app. So if I'm shooting,
2: you put in your rifle, whatever gun, the bullet, your bullet, and all that.
0: You pop up, you know, and it tells you, okay, aim right here, right. Um, Long distance shots have been talked about, ethical, unethical, Mm -hmm. anyways. Now you add in this new technology of these apps, um, and it's oh, who was this was a well known oh. Tim Kennedy, shout out to Tim Kennedy. So, you know, ex-military spec ops guy who can shoot mm-hmm. forever, but he loves hunting too. And he goes, "Yeah, I can shoot really far, but I don't." I can see it taking the fun out of it. Like, like, yeah, can I shoot a thousand yards? Sure, but do I want to shoot a thousand yards, or should I shoot a thousand yards? You probably not. No, right. Um, so that comes into play too. And with these ballistic apps, I mean, it's just crazy. The info now, right. We try to play both sides. So on the flip side of that is, well, they're also helping you to get more of an ethical shot and tell you exactly where, you know, so you're not guessing and you accidentally shoot, you know, two inches high and you should be eight inches high or you should, you know, so it's going to give you a more dead on shot. So I can see that. Um, But that's just a new technology, you know, that you know wasn't around. You know what I saw the other day was Onyx
1: Hunt on Apple CarPlay.
2: Yeah, I've been playing with
1: that this season. Have you? Yeah, it's pretty fun. That's hilarious. It's really cool. Have you tried it? No. Oh man. I mean, it's pretty. I tried to set it up on lunch.
2: It's really good for like if you're bouncing waypoint to waypoint. Onyx Hunt.
1: Onyx Hunt. It does through your dash of your truck because of Apple CarPlay. Yeah, you get full satellite
2: imagery on your car place gotcha screen I was just thinking about hunting in Colorado
1: like there are some times we were going to places with no cell signal relying on GPS navigation but all you saw was just a line on your screen you didn't know where you were yeah like, but you could pre-download maps and use on X and you could see exactly where you're at when you don't have any cell signal because you've pre-downloaded mm-hmm. that map interface and, it, and the GPS satellite is different from your cell signal. And you can see where you're at on the GPS navigation. Yeah.
2: I need to check it out and see how it would work with North Dakota and how they have the uh, electronically posted properties on, like, the app. You can mm-hmm. see it. I wonder if that goes to CarPlay because that would be incredibly helpful. It's like just when you're driving down the road scouting, you just look down at your screen and say, okay, this is electronically posted. Now we know we're going to have to knock on a door. Is
0: there a variable? How close does it get you to a property line?
2: What do you mean? Pretty, Yeah, pretty I dark mean, close. there's got
0: to be a... It can't, you know, is there time? It's not 100% like, hey, if I go one foot this way, I'm trespassing.
2: Oh, uh, I wouldn't, on the property
0: I wouldn't lines. trust it that much. Yeah. You know, I mean, it gets, pretty, you, it
2: gets you. It gets you. Most places I've been close, there's normally like roads and fences and like obvious. I mean, you're going to notice obvious yes. edges of property.
0: Um, But is that one that has any negative to it? Onyx, Onyx Hunt? Yeah. No, I mean, that, I just no. don't see. I mean,. The your GPS could be off by a little bit sometimes, but because it's not helping you take game any better, it's not like giving you an advantage besides letting you just know where you're at. Yeah, and I mean, what's it, around. it's really
2: helpful for keeping track of, you know, when you're scouting, knowing. I mean, have you ever used
0: it? I have. Um, so I did just like the free trial, like when yeah. I first got it. Um, But I never got into like the layers and the whole – because they're – I mean, they've even expanded on it now. I love
2: using it because I'm able to – Right. Like I'm I'm dropping waypoints all the time looking for different places that I would want to hunt or like marking boat ramps or things of that nature. Like if I want to share waypoints. Right. Or areas that I like to hunt. Like, I mean, you can (laughs) – if I zoom out, you can see stuff all across the country. It's pretty cool. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just awesome – Like when we I was in North Dakota, we talked to Ben who works for Onyx, and he was like, "Yeah, I've I've actually done a lot of hunting up in that area. I'm going to send you guys some waypoints for spots to go check out for pheasant hunting." Boom.
0: And that's nice too. You can send a waypoint to a buddy. You can a folder, so he knows
2: a folder of waypoints.
0: Like I've had that. Like, uh, um, you know, if you go hunt someone's property and they're like, "Yeah, the tree stand," you go this way, and then you. You know, you tell, yeah. you could send him the waypoint if he had it, mm-hmm. and he could walk right to that stand. Yep,
2: and I mean th- it's loaded. With, I love it. I love using it. It's great
1: for everything from squirrel hunting to duck hunting to deer hunting and it, so on and so forth. There's so much stuff. It, it's always a changing. I remember when it was pretty basic, mm-hmm. um, as far as just you know the the land, public first, private, and the owners and whatnot, and and then now the layers, and then even Onyx off road. You know, is a whole different thing, more for the off-roading side of things. Yeah, mountain biking the, and stuff, right? Yeah, there's some, some of that going
0: on, too. Yeah. yeah, you can use it for not just hunting, but, like, if you're doing, you it, know, hiking adventures. Yeah, there's hiking trails marked mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Knowing who owns the property, if you want to go try to figure out who lives there. Yep. You know, get to see if to you can it. get permission or to go recover a deer that maybe. Yep. And you're trying to, well, I don't know who lives there, and so you figure it out and
3: yeah, I was going to ask, if uh, if I'm a private landowner, are there any benefits for me using that app? Like, can I give out information on the app to say, like, if you are so, hunting in this area, you can you know message me here or whatever?
2: The only time I've seen stuff posted by the landowners on there is in North Dakota with electronically posted private lands. Yeah, like, I, there I haven't was, seen anything else. I've never, there was some, I haven't been
1: up there to see that.
2: There was some where it, like, posted like on their, like, a phone number or a current address to go get permission to hunt mm-hmm. that property. But yeah. that's that's the only time I've seen any kind of input from the landowner on there. Gotcha. Hmm.
0: It could be a good tool if you did it, but you're in this spot that a lot of people hunt. You're like, You know, instead of them just coming up to your door all the time or whatever, maybe there's a hunting club, and here's some contact info. Mm-hmm. You can get a hold of me.
3: Um,
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's a good one. Onyx Hunt. Um, better, at least gives you property lines, especially like when, uh, like if you're on a um, conservation land, you know, sometimes it can get confusing mm-hmm. on where it actually stops. So I've, that's why I got it when I first did it, was to let me know like the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's hard to tell on like they give you the map, you know, the little park brochure. Yeah. Like yeah, that. that can be... That's not helping me. Yeah. Let me get <laughs> my magnifying a, glass. I'm way off. Or what the else? Or the time I was hunting uh penned up gobblers at a park once uh, that I didn't know about. I was <laughs> what? I was spring turkey. I what? needed Onyx hunt. So you know, you drive, Right, it's more that mid morning, so you're cold calling for turkeys trying to strike up a gobbler. Yeah. So he's driving around conservation land and you know, you every now and again you'd pull over, get out, call. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, we struck up a couple gobblers. I'm like, "Awesome." So we go hide in the timber and we're like, "Well, they're up this way, you know." Were they in somebody's yard
2: in a coop? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they they're not
0: coming, Pat. They did not make it to us. How excited?
1: Did you hear like six of them or something? No, go just off? a
0: couple. We're like, okay. oh, my gosh. But they were loud. They love like, it. This, loved is actually, this is actually, This is actually going to work. Because me and my dad we're sitting down, you know, and, and yelping. They, they and they just and kept calling back. They just kept calling and calling. We're like, oh, my gosh, maybe they're hung up or there's something.
2: that You, you can't be the only person that's happened oh, to Oh, man.
0: Not at know. that spot, I guarantee it. So we kind of creep up a little bit. And I see, oh, my God, there's a house up there. Oh, my gosh, Dad. <laughs> the gobblers are caged up. Let's get out of here. <laughs> but if I had Onyx Hunt, I would have seen a yep. chicken coop someone's property line like was just up from us. Yep. So um, safety equipment, we kind of talked about that. I mean, that's come a long ways, like the harnesses and mm-hmm. uh, like a lifeline. You know, that's a little bit newer, at least into the tree stand world and mm-hmm. Uh, the lock jaws you see now on stands, like, I'm all for proponents of, you know, better safety equipment. So um, that Garmin thing I was telling you about Both side. is yeah. a crossbow scope. It's the uh, Garmin Zero X1i rangefinder crossbow scope. Um, and it'll instantly give you ranges out to 250 yards and up to 500 with the reflection. But basically 250 done, and it'll project a uh, illuminated aim point for you to use.
1: Kind of circling back to the comments, I think one by one person said that crossbow should at least get moved to alternative methods, but I don't agree with that. That was the rule they wanted to change. Yeah, I still um, think crossbow. I mean, I know you're not pulling it back, but it's still an arrow. You still could hit a twig.
0: Yeah, yeah I think it'll happen. Sure.
1: Well, you and, still and, You still got to get a deer
0: close enough to that lethal range to Yeah, fire. I mean, we we saw this. I with, mean, how deadly are you at 100? The huff crossbow? buck and the controversy yeah. that stormed around him, but...
1: What do you say he shot that buck at? 25, 20, 15, 30? Uh,
0: I think... It, 30? Uh, 40. 40? I believe, or he saw it at 40, but anyways, it was 40 or under.
1: But he had to p- play the wind right, stay quiet, stay hidden. Mm-hmm. And do everything right. right, a normal archer would do it with a compound bow at 40 yards to do the same thing.
0: And I think you've got a a, a great line to use that he talks about, and that is, you know, if someone's like, "Ah, oh, that's cheating or that's unfair, well, unless all you're using is a, is a traditional bow. Yeah, stick and string. Stick and string. It, not a compound, mm-hmm. but old-school traditional stick and string, you know, because you don't hear people... Say that rifles are unfair. Yeah. Really? Well, they have their own season, but right. But they, you're not like, ah, uh, that was unfair. You know, it's always it's always when it deals with a crossbow, mm. typically.
1: And then they're talking about right? crossbows being grouped it's with like, the whole yeah.
0: season from do September I mean, 15th. Do what you want. Well, yeah. sure. Yeah, and and if you're not into the compound or traditional and a crossbow. Gives you the ability to get out into the woods and and take part in hunting. Or you don't have the time to practice shooting. Yeah, but even then, you still got to practice the.
2: Yeah, you got to sh- practice a little bit. I can tell
0: you what, I can shoot a compound faster than I can to a crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cocking going from. It, going from. Not, yeah, not cocked to.
1: Yeah. To loading and stuff right. like yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Um, but you still got to practice. You still got to sight it in. But some of these sights, though. That's where some people mm-hmm. are like, hey, has the technology gone too far? Mm-hmm. I pull up a crossbow, I could I mean, that crossbow could range to 250, at, but uh, I ain't, No, you wouldn't you, shoot a crossbow 250 but, at 250, but you could shoot them 80, 100. And maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could. Well, I know because the one at the store has a sight on it that goes out to 100.
1: Yeah, for sure. You could so, talk to some Western guys. They shoot elk at 100.
0: Yeah, but elk at 100. Oh, oh with a compound. Yeah. Well, I saw, what was it? Like else shot a goat or something at 80 yeah you know
2: you got to be good to do that but though.
0: you practice a lot yeah you got to be yeah right you're not just your weekend practice at your target in the backyard and then go out there yeah.
1: I think I think don't you want to be practicing like double your distance of what your what your lethal shot would be
0: yeah and a lot of guys will practice farther like I've practiced out to 60 I've never shot 60 in my yeah. life
2: it's hard for me to see the little dot on the target at 60
0: well, I have bad eyes. Well, there again, that's where they would talk about this illuminated sight. I mean, it's...
2: Well, like aiming at that one dot on the target. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's hard yeah. to see the target At, at dot. 60 yards. Yeah, I mean.
0: you're like like Cameron Haynes shooting them balloons at over 100 yards mm-hmm. with his compound. You can barely see the balloon. It's covered up with his sight.
2: Makes me want to get my bow out and shoot it. Anyway. I know.
1: I mean, but I, I mean, I shoot... I like to practice long, but not... Long distance, but not shoot that long. And I, when I shoot long distance, I'm shooting both eyes open and right. and just kind of looking at the profile of the target, you know, and taking you know and taking practicing shots, and I get pretty good groups, you yeah. Know, decently.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, well, there's one more. Um, we talked about, so we're talking about technology, and you, you you get a lot of people on one side; they love it. Yeah, I don't know. You got a lot of people on the it's other te- side. Technology is it's your phone. Technology. technology, yeah. Or somebody's phone. It's like my I'm phone hearing something. weird, yeah. but. Um, so you got some people that are proponents for it, some people that aren't. So as I was researching and doing some things, I saw someone say, and I don't know if this is Minnesota or it was a northern state, um, is technology really didn't change the success rate at all over the years. Even though there's more, you know, like these sites and things to make Mm -hmm. you more successful, the percentage of success hasn't changed. I'm like, well, I want to look into some of the Missouri numbers. And so I started finding some some wild numbers, so I wanted to share them with you and everybody listening. Um, And so some of the things that I found, so I went back 10 years. Well, I found a spreadsheet that goes from 1944 – To 2019 um, deer so this is archery and rifle harvest numbers okay and it also tells you how many permits were sold for firearm and archery resident non-resident gotcha so I know how many permits were sold and how many deer were harvested every year from 44 to 2019 and then I threw in uh, 2020 and then the 21 22 season um to make sure uh so i could go back 10 years um so just kind of running through it a little bit so if this last year 295,143 deer were harvested um and i didn't get the permit totals on that but it was over a million wow. permits were sold same for the 2020 2021 season which was 297,214 deer harvested this is resident, non-resident combined. Um, again, over 1 million permits were sold. Where I started getting my info was the 19-20, and so on. I went back to the 2012 going into 13 because mm-hmm. it always goes into January. Um, the deer harvest totals for the last 10 years have increased slightly, Um Ten years ago, it was two hundred fifty thousand seven forty. Um, obviously, this last year, two ninety five one forty three. But there's been some variations in between, some dips and and highs in that. But basically, you're within that margin um, from two fifty to two ninety five. Um, now, I was like, all right, I want to take this a step further, and I took the total amount of permits sold over those years and divided it by the number of deer killed, which would give me, for every so many permits sold, a deer would be harvested. So over the past um, six years, so this last year um, till the 2016-17 season, for every four and a half to five permits sold, um over the past six years a deer was harvested. So every four and a half to five permits, so the average a deer was taken. Five years. that was the average six over the past six years. Okay. Previous to that, the twenty fifteen going into the twenty sixteen season, going back to the late nineties. Okay. So we talk about technology here. Some of this technology didn't exist then. It didn't exist six years ago the average actually dipped. So for every, now the deer total harvest number stayed the same during that time period, but for every uh, two permits sold, a deer was harvested. Oh, wow. Um,
1: So better odds for permits.
0: I got to go back in time. Better odds back in time. Now, so that, that, are yeah, you going so to the 2015, 2016. I am gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say that. But one thing I wanted to say was we're talking about technology. So, and you can skew numbers, and I know people, you know, there's different things that happen. But at least from what I can see, just here in Missouri, and we talk about this technology, like that guy was saying. If you go back to the late 90s up until last year, the success rate hasn't really changed. Okay. In fact, it's gotten worse. If you go by the amount of permits sold to the deer harvested, it's actually got worse. Um, so proponents for technology would say it's not increasing your chances. It's there to help, but it's not helping. Okay. Um, just throw that out there. So I, I'm scrolling through these, and this is this is what was really weird. And I started calling the MDC, and I'm trying to get a hold of people because I'm trying to figure out what happened. So in 2015. 601,846 permits were sold. In the next year, 2016, 1.3 million permits were sold. That's an increase of 730,000 permits.
1: Almost three-quarter of a million people are permits. Sold.
0: More. That's resident, non-resident. I'm like, what the heck? Uh,
1: I just thought about that. As we were talking about it, 2016 is when crossbows were allowed oh. to be bought.
0: Crossbow tags were archery tags. So, so oh. that's what we were. So, I'm calling the MDC. Is that really,
1: is that really three quarters of a million people though buying oh, crossbows? I don't know. Tags? It
0: could be the app too. So, what we were trying to figure out when I found this or stumbled upon it mm-hmm. um, is what happened from 2015 to 2016 to make three quarters of a million more permits sold. So. I'm called the MDC. I was wondering if it was A mistake. the price of tags. Yep. That didn't change. Um, in fact, the only thing that's changed really is non resident permits have gone up by about 50 bucks. And landowner tags, to get landowner tags, you have to now have 20 contiguous acres used to, to, be five. to get landowner. It used yeah. to be five. Yeah. Is that right? Two things that would actually decrease the number of permits sold. But they haven't. Our numbers have increased over the years, of permits sold. So I was like, we thought the app.
1: I thought the MDC app might so, have helped.
0: Yeah. So if anybody knows, when did the the MDC, the Missouri deer hunting? Well, it's got the deer hunting on it, but where you can buy your. Um, I think that's actually the MDC calling, but I'm gonna answer it later. <laughs> Sure. Um, it, are your
2: car's extended warranty. No. Yeah. yeah,
0: is uh, when did the app come out? And we thought, well, there's technology. When that app comes out, now you don't have to go to a store to buy a tag. You can buy more permits. Boom! It's right there at your fingertip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what Chandler just found is in 2016, crossbows became a legal hunting method for all hunters. That might actually be that a big be a proponent of it. Of it. Because okay. he gets a lot more people out there. I mean
1: say like the guy who's a who can't pull a bow back. Now you just gave him the opportunity to buy crossbow and go out from September fifteenth to January fifteenth. Well,
0: and the big jump was well, there was a jump in firearm too, so it wasn't just crossbow. Yeah. So firearm doubled the amount of permits sold. But archery almost quadrupled.
3: Okay. So that
0: would crossbow. factor in if crossbows became legal, I could see mm-hmm. why the it quadrupled, but rifle doubled. We went from 400 and some thousand permits to over 800 and it stayed that way. Weird. So something happened, um, from 2015 to 2016. Uh, it was kind of wild. I don't know. I was nerding out on it and, you know, I was like, I want to bring something to the table that may be different. And it was, I want to know what happened that do some digging. Crossbow, for sure. Yeah. That would account for some of the archery permits. Like, if you've never bow hunted before, a lot of people started bow hunting. I know for sure because you could crossbow hunt. The firearms, I'm not sure. It wouldn't account for that.
2: It could have been marketing, too. But to achieve that kind of big jump, I'd I I
0: mean, that's more than double.
2: I know. There could have been a big push by Missouri for deer hunting or...
0: I don't. Yeah, like what marketing campaign?
1: Um, there was no 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 law change to where you had to use a rifle tag with a with a bow during rifle season. Does that make sense? Like you could never tag a deer during rifle season. Because right now you have to
0: a, use your rifle if, if you shoot a deer with your or deer with during, your bow during rifle. You have to use your rifle, rifle tag. tag. Yeah, does Something that ever change? Like that. Something weird like that. That.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was just saying like. I if do you, find that's interesting that you have separate rifle and archery tags. Yeah, if you if you were hunting a, I, I did it all the time. I would hunt during rifle season with a bow cuz I just that's what I wanted to do. I just kept I just wanted to hunt with a compound, but I had to buy I had to go buy more deer tags to do that
0: because I was not legal to use my archery tags. Now, do that you think that down. number the permits do you think they're talking about each tag? Or, like, and that's you, what I was thinking.
1: So, because, because, what about how many, years did,
0: how many years did you get more,
1: like, less dough tags, more dough tags? But or, see, that
0: went down. That went Cause down. Because I remember growing up, you could buy, no matter what county you were in. Yeah. Back when I was growing up, so we're talking the 80s and in 90s. Yeah. You 19, could, 1900s. you could buy a book of dough tags for, for every $7 you put down. Yeah. It was another doe tag, another doe tag, another doe tag. Now, I it, think that increased to nine dollars.
2: Has it always been that you get two deer tags with your
1: archery permit?
0: Yeah, two any two any, but only one can be a buck. Yeah, yeah. you can't shoot two bucks. Gotcha. Wait, that changed though. And only one can be before rifle,
1: because you can. Sh- you used to be able to shoot two bucks, one before, and one after,
0: right? Yeah, but that would be another limit. Yeah, that would hurt our numbers. Like all the things we're coming up with would hurt our numbers. But that's a big change in the in the matrix. All
1: right. If anybody knows. What anybody happened knows from
0: 2015 to 2016, we know crossbows became legal in Missouri. What else happened in the hunting industry in Missouri that would make more than double the amount of permits sold? I feel like it's right in front farm? of us and we just don't know. It, it is. It yeah I've tried to, yeah, <laughs> I know if I would I'm gonna call him back right after we might put it in a comment or something, so yeah, yeah. but again, thanks for listening, send us an email, email podcast S- at subscribe. all that com. good
1: stuff, yeah, we have social media posts comment there, your ideas topics, questions, if you know the answer to that darn question, yeah, we'd love to things hear things you
0: wanna hear about um yep we'll uh we'll try to give you a shout out and try to get to them so. As yeah, and always. you guys—if
1: you guys are planning to go to NWTF, the yeah, couple it, weeks uh, at uh, Nashville Opryland, February fifteenth, Uh yeah,
0: something well, like we, that. Get the 15th, we get there the fifteenth, but basically the sixteenth, seventeenth, yeah. and eighteenth. Those three days, we'll have a booth there, Rogers Sporting Goods, at the Opryland uh, Convention Center in We're Nashville. S- so
1: sneak peek of our new sneak peek of our new turkey
0: gear oh, as well. Yeah, stop by, say hi. Swap and stories, tell we'll, white lies.
1: We'll have probably the best selection of TSS turkey yes. loads in that whole convention center. Guaranteed. 100%.
0: 100%. Stop by. We'll get you taken care of. Oh, yeah.
2: Or view the variety on rogersportinggoods.com.
0: Stop there, too. We got it all. Pick up one, one of these nice in, new hats. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to get Can't some new hats, wait. new Richardsons up on the table. That's right. Yep. Good deal. Buy it all. As always, I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the snacks, Josh, Josh. you have an
1: outro or you, we, 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 we just we, do it? We just did it. Yeah. Right.
0: Good job, boys. Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. All right. See you guys. Hey, who's eating all this jerky? Uh, you are. <laughs> yep, that's you. <laughs> See ya.